Hi, this is Hetty. And this is Tina. And this is Love and Inclusion in, in the, the Real world. world. Well, hello, everybody. Yeah, it's been uh, quite a month. We've made it through Thanksgiving. Yes. And a few weeks of um, remote learning again. Yes. And one more week left till winter break. One more week till winter break. Yeah, that's super exciting. Um, so I want to start by kind of confessing that I'm super tired. <laughs> and um, I was thinking on this early on in this whole pandemic, there was like a meme and it was about how, you know, like whatever your attitude towards remote learning is, that is oh, what yeah. your kid's attitude is going to be. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's right. Like I, I can really shape how my girls feel about remote learning. We even did a podcast about that. Right. And now <laughs> at this point, it just feels like one more place that I'm messing up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just one more place that I'm not meeting the mark. Um, and so when I see that meme now, I just kind of want to, I sort of like visualize throat punching whoever made it up in the first place. Well, that's kind of defeating what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> well, and all that to say that when you're veering in that direction, yes. right? Like you have to find some positivity, not toxic, like no worries, positivity, but just some real words to mm -hmm. um, help you realize um, all the things you do right. Right, for sure. And your word. And your, and, yeah, and um, your child's. Yeah. So, so speaking of memes, I wanted to share this one. Okay. So, Is it going to make me mad? No, it's not going to make me mad. <laughs> so there was um, so a really good friend of ours that happened to teach some of our kids. She's a really great, great teacher, great educator. And she had this posted on her Facebook page and it said, don't let this year convince you that you're not a good teacher. Yeah. And, and I was like, gosh, that's true. And I commented, you know, you're a great teacher. And you commented, you know, you're a great human, blah, blah, blah. But then as I reflected a little bit more on that, I, um, and I even said it to you, crossed out teacher and said student. Um, yeah. Because as much as we're struggling, um, we have to remember that our kids are struggling too, and so are teachers. So right. this is a shout out to to teachers, to students, to parents, to everybody. Don't let this year convince you that you're not a good and fill put in, in your blank. own. Yes, fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Right. right. And spouse, parent, friends, aunt, educator, educator, student, brother, human, human. Yeah. Whatever it is. Like, don't let this year make you think that you are not amazing because you are, you are, but sometimes we have to hear that, right? Yes, for and sure. And so now we're going to toot, toot. <laughs> All right. We're going to toot our own horn, right? So a couple of weeks ago, or just a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. it was right at the end of November. We, um, we get asked a lot to go and, um, present at different places and, um, and we got asked to present for this class of, um, educators and um, and we when we got this testimonial back I had tears in my eyes and I was like oh my gosh and then and both Hetty and I were like this is so amazing so we want to share it with you but even bigger than that I kind of want to give a little plug to Steve my husband because um, he's the one that said wow this is great and now you guys should talk about this on your podcast so go green go greeny <laughs> so anyway um, thank you, Steve, for that. And um, and so now you guys get to hear what this amazing class said about us. Yeah. So let me say this. We love to talk to future educators. Love it. Right? Because we feel like 
you know, people who want to teach kids, they already have this really fabulous mindset and um, orientation towards helping and um, impacting and nurturing. And so they already have those things going for them. But, um, you know, I feel like they need a connection to how it feels to be the other um, person side, in that right. student's yep, life. Yep. Right. And so to be able to say to them, like, um, like as the mom of any student, but in this case, a student with a disability, like here's the laundry list of things that are important, mm -hmm. right? Communication, partnership, respect, um, presuming competence of our kids and of us. Right. right. Like there's all of these things and it's really exciting then to hear their responses because right. so many of them are moving in that direction naturally. already. Yes. Naturally. Yeah. So it's really, really fun and I'm so grateful that we get to do it. Yeah. Um, and I would do it every day. Oh my gosh. You know to. how much energy we have after we do them? <laughs> so anyway, if you're a, a, an educator, a professor, um, a human <laughs> out yeah. there listening to this, uh, and you have a group that meets and you would love for us to come speak, send us a, send us a message. We'd be happy to. Like, um, And that's, I think, another positive of what has come out of this year is um, now we're all really great at being able to do more stuff virtually. And mm -hmm. so as much as, I mean, heck, I'd love to fly to California and um, and speak to your class. But right now I'm a little bit nervous because of, of this, this five-letter word, right? However, um, the beauty of this is we don't have to anymore, right? Like we can just plug right in through through technology, which is so beautiful and so amazing. So, um, so I guess that's a little shameless plug that just to let you know that um, we're here for you. <laughs> yes, we can zoom anytime, we can zoom anywhere. In. Yeah. So, so I, here's going to be the tricky part of this is um, so Tina is kind of a crier. Oh. Right. And so, and I didn't used to be a crier, but now Tina made me one. So the tricky <laughs> part of this is going to be able to actually read it to you folks because I think that either one of us will cry a little bit. Look at her. So um, this is what it says. Um, it says, I am so grateful to have met Tina and Hetty. The passion, fun, excitement, creativity, honesty, and experiences they bring to the field of education is contagious and beyond inspiring. Um, I teach a course designed to introduce pre-service educators to the field of special education. When I asked Tina and Hetty to join as guest speakers, they were more than willing to share their time to help further future educators' knowledge and understanding of inclusion. As an instructor, I selfishly love my opportunity to collaborate with Tina and Hetty as they radiate innovative ideas <laughs> that inspire my own practice. However, what excites me most about Tina and Hetty's time with my class is the feedback provided by my students of the knowledge they acquired and plan to take into their own practices as an educator. Thankfully, Tina and Hetty agreed to join my class again next semester. It is always my goal as an instructor to help my future educators advocate for each and every student. Thanks to Tina and Hetty sharing themselves and their knowledge with my class, I can rest assured a new champion of leaders and advocates. And so, so that's obviously from the professor. That's from the professor. Uh, and just reading that alone, I was in tears, right? And then she also sent us um, comments from the students, right? And and she said that 
we can share these, right? And there's no names attached to them anyway, so we can gladly, we can share these with no problem. Um, and this is where it even gets even better. So um, here's from the students. Yeah, these are the things that they learned. From, from, from us. From us, Woo! right? They learn to lead by example, advocate for your kids in front of them, so they want to learn to advocate for themselves. And I, I really love that because um, we talk about that a lot. Like, you know, we're like, our kids are watching us, right? And um, and they're approaching on adulthood more and more every single day. And it's freaking me out if I'm just being honest. However, um, the voice and, and what you say becomes a reality, right? And you, you hear that um, when kids are even little, right? Like what what, what you feed into them, what you plant into them is how they're going to grow, right? And so it's super important that you plant, you know, love, um, acceptance, growth, like let, letting them know that they're a great human is really important. Um, another thing that one of the, the students said was, ask family a tons of questions and get curious. I know personally, like, you ask me a question about my kid, you better sit down because I got lots to share, right? <laughs> like, I mean, we love talking about our kids, right? I mean, hence why we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, we talked a lot about curiosity, right? And asking questions and about asking the right questions. And um, I think that that's such an important um, attribute of a really great educator is asking the right questions. Um, because kids learn when they have relationship with their mm -hmm. teachers, right? And the way they get relationship with their teachers is by the teacher being interested in them. Yep. Um, and so I, it's, it excites me that these teachers are already taking that on as, um, uh, a, piece, as a value, as a value yeah. that they want to take into their practice. Um, from us, they learn that they need to think outside the box and come up with new ways to include and encourage. Isn't that fun? That's great. Um, and um, so to have classmates brainstorm and find new ways to include their peers. And then there's longer about, um, we told a story about um, kids in a classroom really advocating for their friend in their class who has a disability. And um, the students said, I found it interesting and incredible how one of the student's friends came to advocate for them while they were not receiving the education they deserved. While they said they were happy to do it, um, I find it interesting that the school was not able to provide the student with what they need um, before a team of people had to approach them. So I really love the idea that teachers can look at students in their classrooms, not just as receivers of knowledge, right? right? But that there's really a, an opportunity to build a community there where people can share and care for one another and um, exercise their strengths, right? As future leaders or possibly future educators or whatever the case might be. I think it's just a really exciting dynamic for teachers to explore. I also think that it is a good, um, I think it's great for teachers to not feel like they have to have all the answers, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes, um, I think I, sometimes even as a new teacher, right? Sometimes you go into the classroom and you feel like you have to know everything, right? Um, but I think that um, hopefully we help them to realize that well, the answers are already in the room, right? Like, and the answers are already in the room of these people, these humans, right? Now, five years ago, I would have said these little humans, right? But now all my kids except one are bigger than me. <laughs> <laughs> 
so of all these humans and all this knowledge that's already in the room and you know there's there's times to embrace that and and also once you do that too then you build um, and you mentioned this already too, you you build, you know, like not only are they receivers of, of knowledge, but they're also givers of knowledge, these these humans that are in the classroom too. Yeah, so this, uh, one of the students said, um, as a future teacher, it's extremely important to understand the parent's point of view, especially when they are advocating for changes they believe are important for a better, better education. Um, from listening to the speakers, that's us, me and Tina. <laughs> By the way, um, that's us. <laughs> in a relationship with the parents and the children together is the largest takeaway Ensuring I create these relationships will make it easier when changes are needed or collaboration is required when improving the student's plan. So let me say, I love it when teachers know that if they build strong relationships and down the road when maybe things are harder or something not working well, there's like this storehouse of trust mm -hmm. and cooperation and partnership to draw from to help teams um, kind of weather through those challenges. Right. If there's no relationship and there's a challenge, oh my word. Then the challenge is even harder. Right. Like, then it's, it's a super challenge. And right. it's easy to get mad. Mm -hmm. and, and I kind of want to change the language on that a little bit. Just sure. because language is really important. So if there's no relationship, then there's a challenge. If there's a relationship, then there's a collaboration. Is really how, yeah. how I see it. Because if there's a relationship, um, when you hit a wall or when you have something that comes up, you can collaborate together. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have a relationship and then something comes up, then it's a challenge because now you have nobody to collaborate. Right. Because so. stuff is going to come up. That was right? pretty genius of me, right? Yeah, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you are amazing, Tina. But, you know, because stuff is going to come up. Yes. There's going to be up, yeah. something that you, we thought was going to work that doesn't work. Yeah. Or there's going to be times. Are you going to? There's going to be a virus, and you're going to be in a pandemic, and you're going to have to be learning remotely. <sighs> I mean, for real, right? <laughs> remotely forever. Um, and like if it. you like teachers um, and parents bonded together, can really find a way to collaborate when mm -hmm. those things when those things come up, right? This one, I think, kind of goes to what we were talking about at the beginning. Was have an open heart that is ready to love on every kid that walks through the door uh, in whatever unique ways they need. I know there was a while back that I read something that you have to love a child first before you can teach a child. And um, and that's just, that just got to me. Whew. Go ahead. <laughs> no. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff on here. Have an open heart. Yeah. This is Hetty's favorite. We do, so I like to do this. We do a slide on communication, and I like to do that because um, I'll, in in our educational career with Brady, um, he's been labeled nonverbal a lot, and so I I like to kind of flip that right. Um, and that that has been a change in my thinking the past couple of years. Like the first. I don't know, the first 10 years of his life or whatever, I was like, no, he's going to speak, he's going to speak, he's going to speak clear, he's going to be articulate, right? Like you, you push, push, push. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, he views himself as a speaker. He thinks he's speaking, right? And, and he is speaking. He, he does, does communicate. Speak. Yeah. And I should say that he's communicating, right? He just pairs it down to the necessary Right. Words, he doesn't add a bunch of other, of other fluff and BS. <laughs> so there's a slide that we show, and, and it's been proven that communication is 90% nonverbal. Or 93, sorry. 93% yeah. nonverbal. And I like to flip that switch and let people know that. And, and 
this is a great time because they're future educators, right? They haven't even really been in the classroom yet. So for them to know that walking into any classroom, even if a kid can't articulately speak, um, they still communicate. And 93% of that is um, is nonverbal anyway. Yep. And so we, um, and I think that that seem, seems to be a lot of aha moments in that too. And obviously it is because they wrote that, right? They wrote the whole slide. They said 93% of it is nonverbal, 55% of it is body language, 38% is attitude. So check yourself, right? <laughs> and 7% are words. This is what I tell them is like, um, so if you are going to start working with a student who is quote unquote nonverbal and you're feeling like I'm not sure what to do, I'm not sure how I'm going to communicate with this kid, what you can think to yourself is, hey, this is great because I'm 93% nonverbal too, right? And like, think about the commonality instead right. of difference, just as a way to um, connect, connect, right? And like, it, and so like, if you were signing up for a dating service, and you had 93% in common compatibility with somebody, you'd be like booking a venue and buying a dress, right? Like 93% is a lot. And what we tend to do is only focus on that 7% slice that is spoken word. And if we could really just change our perspective and focus on the rest of it, I think that what we would learn is that kids who we think are nonverbal um, often are really good communicators. They're just communicating in different ways. And they often have a lot to share. I rarely spend time with Brady that I find myself going, huh, I wonder what's on Brady's mind. <laughs> oh, he lets you know for sure. Brady is, <laughs> I think, very clear in his communication, even though he doesn't use a ton of words to When I was that. cleaning off my car, I started to tell you this before we started, and then we got on a different subject, surprise. When I was cleaning off my car, oh, by the way, we got snow here today, everybody. So I was cleaning off my car to come over here to record this, and um, and Brady's knocking on the window, and he's trying to open it. And I'm like, what are you doing? So I come back in, I open the door, I'm like, Brady, what are you doing? And he says to me, Mom, green chips. I was like, I'm not going to the store. He's like, Santa Claus. So... Again, he pairs down the words, right? He doesn't need a whole bunch. So for those of you who are non-Brady speakers, green chips means he would like sour cream and onion chips for Christmas, underneath the Christmas tree. But then he took it a step further. He said to my house and auntie's house. So oh. I need to make sure I inform auntie that he expects green chips at her house as to well. To be delivered at To be delivered, yes, yes. All right. So here's the thing. We're sharing with you all of these really great things that people have said about us and have learned from us because we're too, too, <laughs> tooting our own horn. Um, and what? here's why is because always, always, always words of affirmation are important, but maybe right now, right, even more important. Like we need to hear that we're doing a good job. Our kids need to hear that they're doing a good job, even if even if their grades say that they're not. Right. Right. Even if their grades say, mm, not sure this is going well. Right. Our kids are working hard. We are working hard. Our um, significant others are working hard, and everybody from time to time needs somebody to say, "Hey, you." are amazeballs. Yep. You are doing it. You're killing it. So 
for those of you that haven't heard it today, you're beautiful. You're awesome. You're amazeballs, because that's so funny to say. I love that word. And, and you rock, right? And oh, by the way, your butt looks great in those jeans. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if, you know, yesterday during remote learning, you kind of let your kid blow off half of the day. <laughs> Not speaking from experience or anything, but you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter if today wasn't great. It wasn't a banner day. The reality is is that we're all still worthwhile humans. Yep. And we need people to tell us that sometimes. Um because right now, I think everybody's mental health is kind of taking a hit and i mean statistically typically it does around the holidays too right so you throw the holidays and then you throw in um this other five letter word that's happening right now right so. and then some um i have a good friend who's lost her dad right and so so there's loss and holidays and that five letter word right and remote learning and everything sort of layered on top of one another. Um, you know, there's people who are traveling, but they're worried. And there are people who are not traveling, but they're worried. Mm -hmm. Like there's just all kinds of stuff happening right now. And it is hard. I also like to remember a thing that I heard Brene Brown say, and by the way, she's my best friend. She just doesn't know it yet. I have lots of those. Um, <laughs> anyway, I mean, we both have called their last names. So, I mean, that has to account for something, right? But I don't have to bust your kneecaps. <laughs> anyway, she talks about that people are doing the best they can, right? And so if you step out your front door today with the mindset that people are doing the best they can, even if the, if their best doesn't look like your best, if you can put that mindset on and that you're doing the best you can, even though that best you can today might not, might not look as good as it did yesterday, you're still doing the best you can, right? So have grace, love yourself. Mm -hmm. Love your neighbor, love your spouse, love your kids. Everybody needs to get a testimonial in their email. Yes. And if you would like one, send us an send email, us an email and we'll yeah. send you one back because we can find good things to say yes. about you. Because, I mean, it's like the best thing ever to read. But what we want to say is that everybody's struggling right now on some level. And so we're really excited that um, next week we're going to host a workshop. On Tuesday the 15th. On Tuesday the 15th, because next week is a really big time frame, isn't it? Yeah, well, you Thank never you. know when <laughs> um, That means I have to actually publish this before next Tuesday. Yeah, you do. Yeah, okay. I'll get this out here. Um, so, we're going to feature um, a couple of really wonderful mental health professionals who are also parents. And a life coach. Um, and a life coach. Um, and hopefully we can just all have a conversation, right? It's, it, it's a time when I think that we need to spend time together, even if it's virtually and share, um, ourselves in kind of a vulnerable way. And then also share the things that are working for us, right? Because you might have this really great tip, right? For managing ABC and if I heard that really great tip it might revolutionize my tomorrow for real right because I'm at the end of my innovative thinking like I gave it all to this class <laughs> I gave all my innovation to this class and now I'm just sort of at the end of that but um together we can 
be innovative thinkers, right? Because we can share all of our best bits for making it through the day. Yes. So, right. So that workshop is Tuesday, December 15th at 630 Mountain Time. Um, you can jump on our Facebook page, find it there. Also, you could check out our um, ideaadvocacy.com page. Mm -hmm. It's on there. Um, or you could shoot us an email, um, send us a text message, however you want to communicate. We're, we're here and we can help you find that. Um, but And I, we're not really going to talk about accommodations or IEP meetings no. or any of that education-y stuff. No. We're going to talk about us. It's us. Yeah. Right. And how we can... Um, just really get through this time in a way that when we come out the other side, we can say, oh, I can like, like yeah. overall, I did okay with that. Yeah. Right. Like it was hard. Some days super sucked, but overall I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Um, and I would encourage you to go out today and think to yourself, who is the person I know who lifts me up, mm. who says words to me that make me feel affirmed. It could be your um, spouse. It could be a friend from your book club. It could be your, your kid. I get Cora every day. So every day I, somebody tells me that I'm beautiful and I'm the smartest mom and she has the best mom in the whole universe. And so I get that every day. It's very helpful. I'll loan her out. <laughs> but you can send her your videos, of course, telling you how much she loves you. That's Those are the best videos, yeah, by the way. I would be happy to do that. Um, but find, find somebody who typically says good stuff to you and um, don't text him call him up on the phone or send him a card or send him a card like yeah. that that's awesome like, yeah I love to send cards I send cards to people I um, try to send more cards because she's so good at sending cards and then I get a card and I'm like oh this just makes me feel so good and I have another friend who's really good at sending cards too and I'm like I need to reciprocate because I always feel so good when I get those cards so um, so anyway we're, our, as always we're getting close to time so Thanks for listening. We hope to see you on Tuesday virtually. We're going to be so excited. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this, but the workshop is free. Free, so free, free. I don't want you to think that, you know, like, oh, no, I don't know. Money's tight, budget, blah, blah, blah. No, it's free. So please come. Yeah. Um, put on your sweatpants and get your tea or your wine or your Diet Coke or whatever. Whatever brings you joy. Brings you joy from a beverage perspective, maybe a little snack. And let's just talk. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we're looking forward to seeing you on Tuesday. Um, hang in there. Winter break is almost here. Yep. And we're already planning some fun stuff. Um, yep. Really, it's just binge watching TV at our house, but we're pretty excited about that. But anyway, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we hope that you have a great weekend. And you're amazing. Amazeballs. Amazeballs. <laughs> So this is Hetty and this is Tina and this is Love and Inclusion in, in the, the real, real world. world.